0: We have Catherine O'Hara. Like, pff, <laughs> the most fun, one of the most funniest. One of the most funniest. Yo, yapa, it is But you know what I mean? She's hilarious. Welcome back to Starring Cupid, the podcast that's here to talk about all your favorite or least favorite couples or romantic pairings in films and movies. It's your boy Zama.X, nothing more, nothing less, from the East, not the West, estoy aquí otra vez. And today I am excited because this is our first couple from a TV show and I thought that I wouldn't have lots of these couples because I'm one of those people that's very bad at watching TV shows but they are a select few that I will rewatch over and over again till the day I perish because I love them so much and one of those beautiful shows is Schitt's Creek which is why I'm so excited today because I'm talking about David and Patrick if you're a fan of the show you know David Rose is the main character with his love interest patrick brewer the show is sweet it is oh my goodness i'm going to talk about how much i love it and this is our first queer couple of the season hey, hey. obviously not the last because why would i make a show about this and not mention as many queer couples as i possibly can anyway We're gonna go straight into it. One of my faves and one of our first engaged and then married couples, it's David and Patrick. Schitt's Creek started in 2015 all the way until 2020 with six seasons and multiple Emmy nominations. The show was created by Dan Levy and this was his first show ever he was involved in producing. He directed a few times and he handled a lot of the costume choices that we see on the show. Dan had a lot of creative control over the characters and their storylines. What he does with this creative control on the show is wonderful. He did such a wonderful job for someone who was a rookie, essentially. And I love him for that. We also have Eugene Levy, who is his co-creator and in-real-life father. We know how funny Mr. Eugene Levy is. He's one of the comedy goats, one of the comedy greats. So it was lovely to have his pen game on this show. Because it, it came through. The show is really, really hilarious. There, as I said, there are six seasons of Shits Creek. And obviously because of time restraints and also like, when would I, where, where would I even begin? I can't refer to every single person that was involved. But we do want to note that they did a very good job they did a fantastic job nonetheless um and they did it in such a way that when the show ended we didn't need more we didn't want more so and there are no weak episodes they are obviously great ones but there are no episodes where i felt like Meh. so have to have to shout out to them for doing a fantastic job on to our cast as i said lots of funny people in this we have our co- our lovely creator Dan Levy also playing David Rose, while one of the main characters. He is part of the Rose family. I must admit, I uh, I simply must confess that I've not seen any of Dan's previous work before this. Even while I was going through his page and and like lists all the projects, the possible all the projects that he's been involved in, none of them. I just haven't watched them the ones that aren't Canadian it just so happens that I've just never watched those movies on those poems I do however want to see Dan in things I do want to see more of him because he's so he's such a joy he's a joy to watch and he's hilarious so anything with him on it I'm willing to see then we have Noah Reed as Patrick Brewer again a man who's movies and tv shows i have not seen but in my defense in my defense it's because uh, it's a geography more than a personal reason he's he has the part like, that he has a very long uh, film, filmography but most of it is canadian content and we obviously never get that it's a miracle that we got this show But I do, I also think he's lovely. I think he is a great actor and I would like to see him in things that are accessible. Notable mentions on this cast is almost everyone. We have legends like Mr. Eugene Levy, as I said. We have Catherine O'Hara. Like, the most fun, one of the most funniest. One of the most funniest, yo, your is, but you know what I mean. She's hilarious. She's amazing. We also have Annie Murphy, Chris Elliott, Emily Hampshire, and other, like I said, ridiculously funny actors. I could go on for days and days, and have a lot of material to talk about. But you, if you watch the show, you'll always find, you you'll always find a character to. To call your favorite because everybody here is likeable and lovely and fantastic. If you have never seen the show, understandable, it's not really talked about that much but if you have not. it The show is essentially about a very rich family, the Rose family, that suddenly go broke after some shady dealings in their businesses and they have to relocate to a small town in the countryside called Shits Creek that they bought as a joke because rich people can do that. While constantly trying to work themselves back up to wealth and their original um, status, They grow as individuals and as a family in this small town, one of the highlights of this show has to be the romantic relationship we see develop between David and Patrick. It is one of the first queer couples I saw on TV that were just written very well and experiencing a love story with no pain that is credits to Dave, look at me calling him David, to dan levy for writing about that and i just i just had to speak about them i just had to because there's so, oh, they're one of my my faves they're such cuties their love story is admirable it's healthy and it is written and done so beautifully so without wasting any more of your time let's get into it let's talk about david and patrick Before I begin I do want to address something that no one has even pointed out but eventually you will I as the person that created this podcast and has to edit it and has to write about it I am I have to listen to the audio maybe at least four times because if I listen to it more than four times I risk just like deleting the whole thing so four times max is how like I listen to the show before it's put out. And I'm very aware of the fact that um, so far in the five episodes we've had, I've called every couple my favorite or my fave. Or I've said they're my favorite something. And I've simply inserted like the relevant words to what they are. <sighs> I'm bringing this up because... I know, I know that I do it, I know that I do it a lot. And I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to get more adjectives than favorite. And it's like I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna change. With that being said, this is one of my favorite TV couples. They there are other romantic pairings in the show that are equally lovely and beautiful there's alexis and teddy whose their storyline whose storyline made me cry i i will talk about them one day but there's something that is very relatable and beautiful about david and patrick for me david rose is presented to us as this self-loathing sensitive and at times like very dramatic person who has this terrible track record when it comes to dating like every time the roses retell stories about when they were still rich and famous david's stories just always happen to include him dating people that clearly didn't value him nor respect him he he makes it light and hearty he makes it funny because of the way he tells the stories but you you can't help but feel bad for him because these experience these experiences lead him to believe that he is simply not deserving of love like he rejects it when it comes to him and he is very he's quite bad at receiving it and then almost like a knight in button-up shirts and dark denims patrick came to town um I think he arrives in season 4 if I'm not mistaken I really believe it's 4 if it's 3 I apologize but yes he arrives later and you when we meet him and we get to know him you think that Patrick was written to be David's love interest but Dan Levy has said that he when he introduced Patrick his future on the show wasn't certain they weren't too sure where he would go, and I guess they 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 essentially made like the perfect mate for David, the perfect person for David, because Patrick is everything that David needed at that time. He loved David. He loved David out loud, intentionally and carefully he was patient he was kind he was boastful about them like he bragged about his boyfriend and what's relatable about this is how david reacts to all of this to all of patrick's romance because david literally evaporates into vanilla mist every time patrick would show him genuine love and affection when when patrick would flirt with him and everything you could see him react weirdly, like oh my gosh is this like genuine love and care and but once he's comfortable in that love and he understands why he is deserving you watch him you watch his reactions change he physically reacts differently and he moves differently because now he is certain like okay this is it this is what I should be getting and I do I truly like it when characters receive what they deserve it doesn't always have to be love in this in, but like in this instance what I'm talking about is like genuine true love I don't like it when it is their only goal I like it when it is something that this character has has to like I don't know how to explain this okay so David's story is complex he does way more in the show. He achieves way more than just being with Patrick. There are other things that he does. However, if the writers didn't put them together, if the writers didn't give us, I say give us, it, it would have been wrong if the writers didn't give David Patrick. And it's like not to say that it's a one-sided thing. Patrick needed David too not to only be the light of his life which he is but to help him through what he was dealing with and at that time he was just dealing with um his new well not new because you're always your sexual identity it's just other people are clued in but he helped him explore his sexuality now that he was ready to I don't want to say be himself you know what i mean like he, he was exploring his sexuality he was finding out um what he actually likes and david was there david was there helping him out throughout that whole process process pardon me wow helping him through that entire process we we love uh equal personal growth when it comes to relationships in this house. We love it when you help me, I help you, no one's learning a bigger lesson than the other person. We are just growing and glowing. We love that in this house. They do have that opposites attract trope that I remember I said I, I hated, I passionately said I disliked it. But personally, I'm ignoring it for this one because they did it so well, it was executed so well. I like how their differences didn't make it difficult for them to be together. And when I say differences, I mean this in the shallowest way possible. I mean mean it in the sense that David was a person that cared about fashion and vogue and making things aesthetically pleasing and Patrick wore button-down shirts every day. They couldn't be more different. These, these differences aren't used to say, hey, look at how they love each other despite being so different. They're literally used to go, look at the lens that people will go to to make their significant other happier. There's two wonderful episodes where this is clear and it is done. So, <sighs> It's done so adorably and it makes me smile whenever I think about these episodes or I watch them. The first one is called Open Mic, if I'm not mistaken. Patrick suggests that they host an open mic at the at David's store. Well, it's their store, but the store. David has his reservations about the idea of Patrick performing live purely based on secondhand embarrassment, which I completely understand. And at the open mic, Patrick gets on stage and he serenades David with a stripped-down cover of Tina Turner's "Simply the Best." <laughs> yeah, I. That that's textbook romantic gestures. I get that, but my focus is on how David beams like a stage light while Patrick is singing. In that moment, you're seeing someone receive love far greater than they ever expected for themselves. And it is so refreshing to see and it is beautiful to see. If you're a person that feels like they are David, that moment is just kind of like a, wow, this is happening for him. This could happen for me kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to see people that... Um, you relate to receive love that you think you deserve, right? Right. That sounds right. Yeah. And then the second episode, which is kind of is linked to this one, is a bit blurry for me. It's been a while since I watched these episodes because the show only ended recently, and I still remember way too much to just rewatch it now. But yes, in this episode, I can't re- I can't recall what our couple was fighting about but i do remember this part to win patrick back david decided to close down the store early he lit a few scented candles and he bared his vulnerability by serenading his boyfriend with the same exact song obviously he didn't do the slowed down version he was more upbeat about it but still and that was so romantic. That was so romantic, um, because it takes a lot. It takes a lot for him to do it, even though he knows. Well, whether he knew or not, even though he knows it will be the perfect, like, makeup gesture. It takes him a lot to kind of move out of his comfort zone to do this thing. And that's the beauty of an opposites attract trope that's done well. You are not together despite your differences. You are together and. You do things that you would normally not do if it makes your significant other happy. Wow. Your significant other happier. And though I've said it many times that I'm no expert at love, at this like whole love thing, that, that was love for me personally, just me personally. Um, I didn't notice this until I finished the show and I was listening to Mr. Dan Levy talking about it because I really if there's one thing I enjoy doing after watching anything it's going on YouTube and places like that and listening to the creators or anyone that contributed to something I want to hear them talk about it because you get way more insight than before I would recommend you do that it's so much fun that's not the point so mr dan Devi, he was talking about this he said that um these cup this couple is super affectionate because he wrote that into the script or he wanted them to be just very loving towards each other so in the show you'll see there's a lot of kissing a lot of hugging and just plain old touching that happens between this couple, and it makes it feel so natural. It, it, It's little details that I think people, when they write about romantic couples, it's little details that those people overlook. They wanna focus on the large romantic moments, and these these are things that are just happening in the middle of things, in the middle of everything that's going on. And David and Patrick just have this intimacy that is so adorable. It's so fucking cute. Even when a scene isn't about them, you'll see them holding hands. Or there's this thing that Patrick does where he wraps his arms around David. I think they're, like, the same height. But he'll wrap his arms around David like he wants to wear him, like a coat. And have you ever... Oh, my voice went sky high. I'm so sorry. Let me just reel it back. Have you ever, have you ever been so in love that you want to wrap your partner around you like a blanket? Like you just (sighs) want to. Sorry, viewers, I am triggering myself. Besides the point. As a member of the LGBTQ plus community, aka Alphabet Gang Gang, it is quite refreshing to see a queer couple not only have a very good love story, but have a love story that is normally reserved for heterosexual couples on TV, or they have a a, a relationship that is so romantic and intimate and the it's the show focuses on that like the show doesn't just show us one small thing and then we move on like anytime these two are together you can see it and feel the love and i think that's beautiful i would watch a whole romantic comedy with these two because oh my goodness that let's take a moment to discuss that wedding that wedding had me crying. That time when Patrick bought the house, crying. I might cry right now thinking about all of these things because there, there are so many cute moments. There's so many romantic moments. There are so many wonderfully just loving moments between these two. And I adore them. I'm glad this show ended on such a note that I don't feel like we didn't get enough of them or I feel like we were cheated of their stories. It it was sufficient, it was effective and it was it was just lovely to see. If it's not abundantly clear by now, I just want to remind everybody that I absolutely adore this show. It was one of the fastest shows that I've ever binged. I was... I poured through season six. I really do love the show. And I can't wait until I reach the point where I've forgotten the story so I can rewatch it again and fall in love all over again. But I do have highlights and what I feel... Like, are just a few low lights but it's kind of useless now because the show's over and it's never I don't think that they're ever going to add on to it I hope they don't because you can't you really can't ruin a perfect thing with that being said here are my likes there's no one I love more on this show than Moira Rose <laughs> I love Moira. I, I like the words to fully capture who she is. And I cannot sell you on her in one podcast. But Moira is just someone you have to watch. You, you have to watch her. From the outfits to the wigs to the, to the coats. The quotes, the quotes, the quotes. Like, no, that's all I can say. Moira Rose is all I can say. Love her. Um, I truly enjoyed that the there were gradual changes in each member of the rose family and i mean every character in shit's creek like everyone grew as people they were still rich people like they still spoke and walked and talked wow somehow. they still acted like rich people but they they made the adjustment to this huge change and they grew into better people, but still as themselves. And when, by the time the show ended, it felt like everything had come full circle. It felt like everyone had gotten the story that they deserved or the story that they, that made sense for them. And I do, I like that change. I like the full arc that everyone had, yeah. Yeah, I liked that. Um, I liked the different styles of humor, in yeah, and I, when I say styles, it's not like everyone was just like fun. It was me telling different jokes. It's just that every character was funny in a way that is different from the next. Like, oh, Moira is funny in one way. Johnny is funny in one way. Alexis is side splitting funny in her way. R- Roland is. completely other person like I just everyone made me laugh for different reasons and that is range for me um yeah loved that dislikes like I said these are kind of useless because the show has ended but this is a common thing I don't like across most TV shows which is that I wish there were more black people like, from from 2015 to 2020, there were, like, two black people with speaking roles, one of whom was Ronnie, but she was there, like, all the time. And her story wasn't talked about. Another thing about it, I really wanted to know more about Ronnie. She seemed like she had a very interesting life. But I guess the mystery part of her life was part of the character. But then, you know, I just, I just wish we had gotten a bit better nothing can be done now nothing can be changed now but i think that shows that are on tv right now must consider the fact that the shows must consider the facts that hey does this make sense to us right now like does it make sense for you guys to have a cast where the only black person is just like some black young girl that's gonna speak five times and not really have any character development or any storyline i don't know man sometimes i want writers to look and think is does this make sense aside from that i don't think there was anything that bothered me enough to remember granted my memory is on and off and there are like over a hundred episodes of this there's only so much I can store in my head, but yeah, it's it's it ended up being as perfect as a television show can be for me. So we are at the end of the show, and you know what that means. It's time for a game that I created that I like. It's Who's Your Fave? And this week I wanted to make it a Shit's Creek theme because why would I not? I was going to add Alexis and Teddy, but I decided against it because I might possibly one day in the future speak about them. And I think I do need to speak about them because there's something I want to talk about in terms of how their relationship went. So I'm leaving them out of this one for now. And instead, our battle is between the married couples. In this corner, married for 20 plus years and kinky AF, it's Jocelyn and Roland shit. And then in the other corner, it's the wealthy ride or dies. It's Moira and Johnny Rose. As a Moira stand. I am biased i already have a favorite but i genuinely like both of them so much for their own unique reasons wait hold on sorry remember that episode where moira thought she slept with roland (laughs) it's it's the screaming i just need a video of that, that that scream that left her body when she when she realized comedy gold but yes Besides the point, I want to hear what you think. I want to hear how you feel about them. Um, (sighs) Yeah, pick a fave, guys. Who's your fave? I know you have a fave. You just need to pick a fave. And that's the end of the show for us. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Um, Thank you for tuning in every week if you do. Thank you for tuning in today. If this is your first time here, welcome. I promise you... I will be as on top about uploading as I possibly can be. I'm going to try to make this enjoyable for you and me. Just stick around. Just hold on for a bit. Um, you can follow us on at StarringCupid on Twitter and at the shares on Instagram and Starring Cupid podcast on Tumblr. I had to say that slowly. I don't know why. Thank you again. Join us next week when we talk about a different couple of a different sorts. I hope you have a wonderful day, night, evening, whatever time you listen to this. And just remember that if you think that you're not deserving of love, you most likely are. You just have to keep reminding yourself that. Buenas noches.